0: Aaron, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Devin. You're listening to Media on the Radio, the podcast that features conversations with media professionals. The general concept is every week I will tell you about
1: a podcast, and once you're done, you'll know what that podcast is about. And because I have perfect taste, you are going to love it. You know, most people, when they get interviewed somewhere, they're being interviewed about something else, and the podcast is sort of a side thing. But I'm all about the
0: podcast, so I'm asking those questions. Thanks for your support and listening to Media on the Radio. Our numbers on iTunes have doubled every month, so hopefully that continues. And please like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter, at Media on Radio. And I know that you don't necessarily do media as a day job, but you do programming, which is a form of media. In a sense, in a way, in um, a way,
1: computer programming. So it's what it's, type of work
0: is th- is it that you do?
1: So I am what's called a technical consultant. So my job most of the time is to do coding for projects, but it's for various projects at different clients every six months or something like that. So what are the end
0: products though that you're turning out? Is it in terms of the coding, or can you talk? So about So the
1: that? yeah, the end products for the most part are. You know, uh, a system that somebody will use then or some group will use. So a group of healthcare providers will now have a system where they can share all their patient information, of course, when permitted. Um, whereas before they were all keeping track of patients in Excel spreadsheets or Word documents or something like that. So it's stuff like that, really unifying data and uh, and pulling things together.
0: Did you get into any media production in college? I majored
1: in computer engineering, which is very hard. And I didn't work that hard, so I had to spend even more of my time catching up and redoing things. And so, I, you know, I had a radio show in college, actually a couple of radio shows at um, the University of Maryland at our radio station there. Um, but they weren't uh, produced so much as it was me with my friends hanging out in various levels of uh Consciousness, you know, <laughs> it was fun, but it wasn't art
0: or really creation in any way. You know, what's funny about that is my brother went to Penn State to study engineering, uh-huh. and and then I get a call from my parents like sophomore year, and they're like, "What did you say to him?" <laughs> <laughs> and he he had switched majors to film. <laughs> I had a serious moment
1: where I said, actually two serious moments where I said should I switch to communications from engineering? And the first moment was when I wasn't sure if I could do it. I was just barely making the grades I needed to, to, to literally be permitted to stay in the major. Or, you know, at one point I actually didn't, I hadn't. I, I had, I was just barely too low. I had to take a winter class and get an A or I wasn't going to be able to, to get into engineering. And so I said, well, Maybe I shouldn't do this. And at that point, it became a challenge. And I said, all right, well, I guess I got to I got to do this just to prove that I can do it. I'm not giving up. And then like two years later, I'm in. I've done it. I have succeeded. And it's hard and I don't like it, but I I like it a little bit, but I don't like it. And I say, well, should I switch to communications now? I said, well, no, I've I've made it this far. I'm just going to push through and do it. And I did. Are you happy with that decision? Sometimes, you know you know, I have a great job and I'm really thankful for that. And it allows me a lot of flexibility and it's, it's a job, it's work. It's not fun. In, in the sort of artistic expression, you know, way I say, oh, I wish I, I wish I'd switched to communications and done radio all the time. And how much, how far could I be in that now if I had been doing that? But on the other hand, you know, I have a, a wife who is, you know, just finished grad school and, you know, we have a, an apartment that we love and we wouldn't have been able to have those things if I hadn't stuck with my non-media day job to pay the bills. So I can't really say that I regret it.
0: You know, there's something to be said for security and there's something to be said for not having to worry about the mortgage being paid so that then it does kind of, in a sense, clear your mind. If you're able to kind of punch out to a certain degree at work and then focus on, you know, I talked to somebody on the podcast. They said I, I used I used to work two jobs. I would work my nine-to-five, and then I would work my five-to-midnight wow. <laughs> other job, um, my passion project job, right? right? And so t- talk a little bit about getting into some side projects.
1: Well, sure. So, you know, I've I've always been a huge podcast fan for, I mean, since podcasts came out. When I I, I first got into podcasts, it was the the era of the iPod video, and I was into video podcasts. So people like Zay Frank, um, who's now uh, the president of video at BuzzFeed or VP, he's BuzzFeed's video guy, basically. Um, You know, there was a show called Epic Foo. I mean, there was, you know, I was a kid, there were, but there were, there were these video shows and then audio stuff sort of started coming out. And I started listening to Kevin Smith's uh, Smodcast podcast, and they were maybe 10 or 15 episodes in. So this is early. And I actually started listening to that show to put me to sleep because I, I just wanted something to listen to. And they were, not very good at it yet. They had just started doing it. Um, But even in that time, I eventually found that I sort of got into their senses of humor and their jokes and liked it. And it kind of stayed there for the next, you know, five, six, seven years. I listened to just that show. I listened to a couple other shows on that network. And then actually, my parents uh, are sports talk radio fans and, and comedy fans. And they suggested the Sklar Brothers podcast to me. They're a pair of twin comedians out of Los Angeles who do a comedy show about sports and I started listening to that and then from there branched out into sort of the greater podcast world. A year ago I got involved with a podcast fan group and we would uh, you know every so often talk about let's do something ourselves you know and, and so then you know when I, I sort of came across um, you know WERA and Arlington Independent Media and you know they've got here they've got the the equipment to make that possible so i said well why don't i
0: turn this thing into something i actually do that's cool and so i'm i'm a kind of a podcast fanatic myself yeah. um developed over the last couple of years i guess you know i showed somebody my my podcast app and how many podcasts i have and they're like you don't even there's not enough hours in the day <laughs> like what are you doing yeah you know that's and it's the it, life man and i i just <laughs> kind of go through it and then and, you know, I put one on, and I do find myself – it's funny because I do have a, a Roku, and I steal my parents' HBO Go, and I have Netflix, and I have I've access to thousands of hours of, con- like, really good content. And I get home from listening to a podcast, and I'll have my earbuds in, and I'll sit on the couch, and I'll finish another hour while I'm doing the dishes and yeah. making dinner. And it's – The type of content that not only is it free and readily accessible, but you get addicted to certain voices in your head and you get addicted to certain people in the way in which they have conversations. Definitely. I mean,
1: it's uh, I find that maybe this is a difference on a person to person level with the way people are impacted by things and, and the way people absorb things. But I find podcasts impact me so much more than a TV show, for example. You know, and, you know, I find myself emotionally and whether that's like heartfelt feelings or like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe how funny that was. But I find myself emotionally reacting to podcasts in a way that I never really react to anything other than real life emotions and maybe a movie in a movie theater, you know, where you've got an entire two hour chunk and enormous room
0: dedicated to getting you into that space. And I was just referencing before we started that my kind of my educational troubles growing up in a traditional education system, and the idea of having po- I wish it was around back when I was growing up, the information that you can get, the the knowledge even that you can click because it's not all just funny yeah. comedy podcasts. You could really learn quite a bit just by plugging in and and absolutely,
1: listening. yeah. I think podcasts kind of fit a similar niche as TED Talks do. People. You know, you can sit down and and, uh, you know, for I mostly listen for comedy because I, I think all day for my job. And I, I want something to take me out of that a little bit or make me laugh. But when I sit down with my wife and talk about, you know, sh- she's flipping through her podcast, you know, app, which she's into now since I, I sort of introduced her to it. I, I like to think. Um, but she she'll flip through and say, do I want to learn about this? All right. I'll put this in my queue do I not want to learn about this or not care about it? I'll skip this one. And she's learning every day from these podcasts. She listens to a couple funny ones too, but like I think everybody does, but the learning is a, is a huge part of it for a lot of people.
0: From this love of, of podcasts and the, the consuming that you do of podcasts, you started this show at WERA called uh, The Podcast Preview. That's right. Can you talk about it? Sure, yeah. So The Podcast Preview is a radio show or podcast
1: where I tell you, the listener, about a podcast that you're going to love. So the general concept is every week I will tell you about a podcast and once you're done, you'll know what that podcast is about and because I have perfect taste, you are going (laughs) to love it. So I've done a few episodes now. On a couple of those episodes, I've had the pleasure of interviewing or talking to the actual hosts of the podcast I'm talking about. You know, most people when they get interviewed somewhere, they're being interviewed about something else and the podcast is sort of a side thing. But I'm all about the podcast. So I, I'm asking those questions. But really the point of, of my show is to to do what I do every day when I'm talking to people about podcasts anyway, which is tell you why a show is so
0: good this is definitely the trend and, and you had pointed out to me we were talking before this there had been a couple or at least one other one released similar to yours that's right with the explosion of content right you have thousands and thousands of channels and there's a there's an X-Files show that analyzes every episode of X-Files yeah, that ever Kumail existed Kumail great comedian right and, and so in every pop culture icon that you can imagine there's a podcast behind it that, yeah. that gives some sort of significance to it but with all of that you still need some sort of curation that needs to happen where right. no one has the hours to really go through all of this content. Somebody has to kind of package it yeah. for you. And
1: the other thing about podcasts is, you know, especially the, the particular genre of show that I listen to, they're mostly in excess of an hour long each. And in the, in the circle, people will say, oh, I've, you know, uh, the example for me would be the show My Brother, My Brother and Me hosted by the McElroy brothers, the three brothers from Huntington, West Virginia. Um, they now live all across the country, and it, it's a very popular comedy podcast, as such things go. I didn't get that show the first time I listened to it, and it's only because I was friends with so many fans of that show who I talked to podcasts about who would say, oh, you don't like the McElroys? You don't like that show? You got to listen to it again. And I probably listened to five hours of that show over the course of two years before I Got it, and it clicked for me, and I liked it. So my goal with my show is instead of making you listen to five hours of, you know, uh, baby geniuses. This is a show I covered just recently, and you don't have to do that now because I have a half hour episode about baby geniuses with, you know, four two minute clips of different parts of the show, and I tell you what to look for, I tell you what to pay attention to, and it kind of cuts out that process of slogging through something just to learn everybody's name
0: and voice. It's funny because I do a fair amount of work with clients and I've really been pushing. Maybe it's because I love podcasts so much. Mm-hmm. I've been really pushing people, even though I do a video and would, would make more money producing videos, <laughs> um, really pushing people to, to create podcasts surrounding professional development yeah, for young people to kind of learn about you know, the industry and the, the inside baseball type stuff that, that really there's no other way to capture... An, an audience for longer than a podcast right, right now. Yeah. Uh, no one's going to read a, a news article on somebody's website. Podcasts are the best way to kind of have somebody listen as they're on the elliptical and they're, you know, because the content is so specific that you right. can really reach people.
1: And it's also easy to make, right? I, I mean, I waited until I was associated with WERA here to start my podcast just because I wanted some, Uh, Who am I kidding? I didn't have the motivation to do it until something kind of kicked me and said, hey, this opportunity is here for you. Take it. But practically, I could have started my podcast with $50 and, uh, you know, two or three hours a week. Um, And practically, that's that's what I did, except I do it on the radio here before I release it as a podcast. And so I, I think to your point, any organization uh, or or any other group that has a particular target audience in mind, and wants to make something
0: that takes as long as it takes to say it to make it, you know, that that channel is there. There's one podcast I listen to called uh, Meditation Oasis with Mary Maddox. And it's like different kinds of meditations uh, yeah. for you to listen to to fall asleep. And I found it because I was just looking for, you know, something to help me sleep because I couldn't sleep one night. And then it it started to kind of become a thing that I did every night. I would pop in this sleep meditation, and then it got to the point where I was telling other people about it. My wife uses it now. I was telling other people about it and kind of spreading the word. And then it reached a point where I was doing it so much that there was one night where I couldn't. Something was wrong with the app, and I couldn't couldn't get access to the podcast. And I laid awake, kind of thinking about. Well, and then I tried other meditation podcasts and it didn't work. Mary (laughs) Maddox was the only one that could could speak to me that would relax me and put me to sleep. And then that's the classic idea of getting addicted to content. You can reach people for a long period of time, but you have to create a lot of content and you have to have a concept that's going to reach
1: people. For a while, I was on a project in Canada and I flew into Canada every Monday morning. So I flew, I would wake up at five in the morning, uh, fly to Toronto and be at my office by 11. And I, the only way I got through those mornings, uh, just emotionally, I'm leaving home. I can't come back for a week. I got to deal with the airport again. I got to drive to Dulles again, I Get on these tiny little regional planes. But I knew that every Monday morning I would wake up with two to four hours of great comedy from the people who were who, who I'm, I'm still a huge fan of, right? I, Monday morning, I knew I'd either have Comedy Bang Bang with Scott Ackerman or Jordan Jesse Go with Jesse Thorne and Jordan Morris, and depending on what mood I was in, right? But either way, I could get, you know, the energetic energy of Comedy Bang Bang to sort of wake me up and get me going or the sort of calmer comedy of Jordan Jesse Go to sort of keep me going through sort of an anxious, difficult morning. But the fact was, I had... I had that every week to listen to on my way to Toronto, and it was great it gave me routine that I needed in that sort of absurdly har- annoying you know travel thing that that I had to do every week so that's I guess that's sort of my equivalent of your you know Mary Maddox meditation hour
0: This is Mary Maddox with meditation oasis <laughs> that's how she sounds
1: that's, that's awesome funny. I could i I'm not going to torture your listeners with all 30 <laughs> podcasters that I do when I'm sitting
0: alone by myself. I'm sure none of them are good. But Can you, um, what makes a good podcast, and for somebody, young people especially, are really getting into this yeah. producing of, or, you know, and I have this we- weird theory that, I, that podcasts might become so ubiquitous that people just call their friend and record it and put it up on iTunes. I believe that. Is just a, a thing people do. Yeah. You know, and, and there's no audience, but it's just a way to archive and record. Put it up for your
1: friends. Yeah. Put it up for your other friends. Put, put it up for your 10 sort friends. Sort of a long form audio Snapchat.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That's so, an interesting concept. Who knows if it's going to get that, that <laughs> popular, but I'm curious to know from your perspective, if there's a young person in high school, college that wants to do something. Sure. What advice would you have?
1: Uh, hey, First of all, just do it. You hear that all over the place. I heard just do it for a year before I did it. I could be on episode 55 of my podcast right now. If I had listened to the just do it advice the first time I got it, just do it. Get $50, buy the best microphone $50 can buy you on Amazon, a pair of earbuds. You can get earbuds for $1.50, and you know what? You need a laptop. But I think even people in low-income situations where a laptop is hard to come by, you've got school, you know? Schools have computers, right? that's all you need do it on a phone everybody's got phones right do it do it on your phone um the the one other thing that i would say that i don't hear nearly as often is from the very start strive for high quality so it'll get easier to do as you do it longer uh but make something that that you would want to listen to right make sure the volume is sort of equaled out make sure you know uh Make sure you plan a little bit before you start recording things, you know, because there, there's no point in making art if it's going to be really messy art. Right. And I don't I don't think my podcast recommendation show is art necessarily, but it has to be at least artistic enough for somebody to want to sit there and listen to it for half an hour. Right. And at least part of that show is me talking about this thing. So when I do it, I need to sit there and think, what do people want to hear about this show? What do I want people to hear about this show? And how do people want to hear it? What's, you know, nobody wants to hear a long list of comedians and Twitter handles and television shows they're on. But if I have an episode of my show that has recordings of seven different comedians on it, and as they come up, I let you know what television show they're on and what their Twitter handle is, that's interesting information. Or it may be of interest to somebody anyway.
0: So, So that's what I'll say is think about it, but do it. We're at of time unfortunately but we'll have a maybe part two down the road. Uh, really appreciate coming on the show. Absolutely thanks a lot. Um,
1: can I plug my sure shirt? yeah
0: of course when is it when is it going to be on when you can, can you listen?
1: so I I'm the host of the podcast preview. It is uh, it, if you're in the Washington DC Arlington area you can listen uh, on um, WERA 96.7 at 1.30 pm. on Sundays. Um, but I put every episode up as a podcast on uh, on Monday. So you can go to SoundCloud and search the podcast preview, find podcast preview in your podcast app, go follow on Twitter or Facebook, um, and, uh, and I'll let you know when an episode comes out if you do that. Good luck with the rest of the, the show. Thanks for
0: having me, Devin. This is Devin Gallagher, host of Media on the Radio, and thanks for listening. Please give me a like on Facebook and also follow me on Twitter at Media on Radio. This show was recorded at Arlington Independent Media. Check out arlingtonmedia.org for more info.